But in a short while, we're going to just listen to some, some friends, some family members share just on something of their heart for the city. We're going to have Shelly share, uh, share into Little Eagles Educare Center. We're going to have Gary and Jackie share about uh, Jesse Pads and then Jante about Plentiful Pantry. And so just to share vision about City Love. And this morning, I want to just share the heart of what City Love is and just the vision behind it. And so as I began by saying this morning that City Love is a ministry of Bay City Church. It was birthed in Bay City Church that aims to enrich and uplift the marginal. One is through serving them in practical means, food and all of these things. But also our heart is to to invest and to develop skills within the community so that they can go and do the same. I, I want to be clear about one thing is as much as we want to serve our community, community practically, we at the center of city love is the gospel, is Jesus Christ. Without Christ, we are just a humanitarian group and a humanitarian moving, a movement. But we believe that the gospel is practical. We believe that the gospel has the ability to not only change guys spiritually, inwardly, but also practically. And we believe that it is important for us as a local church. The vision statement for City Love is this. Loving, uh, loving uh, his city, serving his people. And that's key for us. Loving his city, Port Elizabeth. This is a beautiful city that we get to be in and live in, but we get to serve the city, his city. And so, two things that I want to reference quickly in terms of statistics, just so that you are aware of the condition of, of our city and our country. Uh, according to, uh, they call it Statista, between 2016 and 2025, around 18.5 million South Africans per day. That is less than 1,000 rand a month. This is a third of our population living of less than 1,000 rand a month. In terms of orphans, in 2020, they estimated around about 3 million orphans in South Africa. And this is the equivalent of about 14% of all children in South Africa. When we understand the reality, because I think we live with these walls and we live in our homes and we live isolated from the world around us at times, but the reality is that there is great need. And God has given the church we, the church, are the vehicle, not only just in sharing the gospel, but serving the needs of those in our community that are marginalized, that are forgotten, that are helpless, that are hopeless. And it's such a privilege for us because throughout Scripture, there's throughout Scripture, New Testament, Old Testament, we see over 2,000 references of God's heart towards the poor, but also just how God's people are to respond to the poor. And one such Scripture for us and really the scripture that birthed city love for us was out of Isaiah 1 verse 17. And I would love to read it for us. It says this in verse 17 of Isaiah 1. Learn to do good. Bring justice to the fatherless or the orphan. Plead the widow's case. Five key words. Learn, seek, correct, bring, plead. These five words are active, hey? They're not, they're not passive. They require us doing something about injustice and oppression so that the forgotten, the helpless, the vulnerable in the world can be cared for and loved. Helping the marginalized requires, according to this scripture, intention, 
and provision. It doesn't just happen, right? It doesn't just happen. We, 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 at times, I think we can say, let's pray for the poor. But the reality is we need action to help the poor. And so the reason this is important to us is because it's important to God. God cares for the marginalized. It's, they are close to his heart. They bear his image. And I was really convicted by this because the truth is oftentimes we value people based upon their social and economic status. And we, we judge them accordingly. But when our perspective changes, and our perspective will only change when we see people not based upon their social economic status, not based upon age or, or race, but based upon this reality that they bear the image of God. And because of that, the law, uh, into the Mosaic law, and he gives instruction for us to look after the marginalized. I want to read one more scripture in Leviticus 9, verse 9 to 10. And again, we're not under law, we're under grace, but this is reveals something of the nature and character of God, which I think is important to note. And he says this, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyards a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. Again, God gives this law that they aren't to kind of clean up their whole farmland, but actually they should leave some for the poor. In other words, make provision for the poor. And so how does this apply to us? as God's people, as those that represent God in the city, well, we've got to make provision for the poor. I'm not too sure what your field would represent, but all of us have a field. Your time, your resources, your skills, your finances. And we need to be able to make provision because of the value we see in Scripture in terms of what God has called us to and instructed us to in terms of helping those in need in our community. And so, fourth, God instructs us to give. Why do we help those in society? Sorry, let me re rephrase that. Why do we help those that society tends to forget? Because God instructs us. That's why we do it. No other reason. Secondly, you and I as his church are his representatives. Who else is going to do it if not for us, his church? If anyone should be setting the example of being lavish, of being generous, of serving, it should be the church because we serve an incredibly generous God who did, not ex who did not spare any expense for you and for me, but actually gave his son, gave us the riches of heaven. And we should do the same. Thirdly, why do we help those in need? Well, we've been enriched in every way. To be generous in every way, as, as 2 Corinthians says, and what that does is, when we are enriched in every way, we can be generous in every way. And when we are generous in every way, what it produces is thanksgiving to God. Not thanksgiving to Bay City Church or any man or woman, but to Christ. And the point of our generosity is to give thanks to God, to point people to Jesus, to glorify Christ. And we have that incredible privilege this morning. To hear, so I'm going to ask Shells to come up. But as she comes up, and as we hear the various people share on 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 being involved in our city, I would like to ask you to open up your hearts 
but also open up your hands and allow God to minister to you and see how you can get involved in serving our city. With that, Charles, can you come? Thanks, Jono. I'm just going to be sharing about the areas of involvement um, for Bay City in the northern areas. I wonder if we could have the slide up for Little Eagles Early Education Center. Just a little bit of history for those who um, do not know about our involvement there. We've been walking with this Early Education Center for about eight years, and um, what we really believe at Bay City is by investing in young children and developing and stimulating their brains, we really are setting them up for success in terms of formal schooling. And so the, the work in Clane School at that stage was started by a pastor's wife, and Monica Vitboy and I became friends, and through that relationship, um, our churches got together, and we were then able to come alongside them and offer assistance. Over the years, we've actually been able to help some of the teachers uh, get trained and receive um, a skill set certificates in other areas. But um, it's a wonderful thing to be able to um, back young people who feel called to work with children and be able to help them reach that dream. And so that's been an absolute joy. We've also provided and continue to provide resource Um, And that is mainly through educational um, equipment and ongoing teacher support. It's not an easy area. Um, There are many needs in Clane School. And so that is sort of the background of how we got to be involved. What happened towards the end of last year was that the school had been in a premises that was serving its purpose, but the uh, rental agreement had come to an end and they felt they were, didn't want to continue there. And we really trusted God to open up a new way. There didn't seem to be an obvious way. Many years ago, they'd literally started in a shack when we first started going out there. And um, things had developed and, you know, there was an outside play area. And so we'd come away, we'd come a distance in what God had provided. And now it was like, Lord, what are we going to do without this building? And God, in true God fashion, has come through, and he provided actually a wonderful facility that the school is currently operating from in Boysons Park. So it's just one suburb over, and it's um, enabling the school to run there. And uh, in that particular facility, um, there are two teachers that spend their days there. That is Estelle. And Donay, those two ladies are my heroes. <laughs> they, um, for very little remuneration, pour their lives out for the children's sake. Um, this is not a money-making, profitable organization. So these ladies really have a heart for God and for developing young minds. And so I wanted you to see their lovely faces because God always uses people. <laughs> and so they are the two people at the moment that God is using in this venture. Um, They say that, uh, you might have heard, not all heroes wear capes. Well, I want to tell you, last weekend, some of the heroes from Bay City wore blisters. They (laughs) got very blistered because, and maybe we have a photo of that evidence, 
there were some guys that went out from Revive and from the young, um, the young people's life group. And they gathered there at the site of the, the church where the school is operating from and were able to put up the play, outside play equipment that we had been able to move with us from the last premises. And guys, that ground is really like rock. <laughs> they, that pick and that shovel, they dug and dug and dug. And I just want to say, if you have ever spent any amount of time with small children, Outside is a place of sanity. <laughs> so for the teachers to be able to take the children outside, not only for them to be able to play, but to develop just their physical abilities and skills, a massive, massive part of early education. So thank you to the team who went out there. You might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not that great with small kids, or I'm not a teacher, but I want to ask you, to consider ways of partnering with Little Eagles in Education Center. The one would be just to be a volunteer. You know, you might be a granny like me and have time where you can just go out and love little people and share just your arms, your feet, your laughter. Um, it is such a rich and rewarding way to spend your time. You might be between jobs, you might be flexi time and working and be able just to give us two hours in a week or bi-weekly to come out with us and go and be part of our playdates. The other way that you'd be able to volunteer is a once-off. Sometimes we take the kids on outings and there we do need extra hands and we also need transport. And so if you just wanna put your name down for us to call you when there's a special need like that, what a joy. Financially, friends, the children are fed two meals a day on arrival at school breakfast, and then they are given a snack. And if you would want to contribute just towards helping the work then in terms of the school resource, the, the, the costs that are involved in running an early learning center, then you would be able to do that through giving into the city love account, referencing Little Eagles School, and we would make sure that it got to be used for those for those resources. The second area of our involvement in the northern areas is the Clain School Soup Kitchen. And friends, this again um, is where people from that community, it is a marginalized community, there is a lot of need, a lot of senior citizens and many young vulnerable children. And so we're partnering with the church out there who gets together three, four of their folk, three times in a week, and they will cook for others to come and enjoy a hot, nutritious meal. And so the way that we are able to be part of that work is to contribute the ingredients, the fresh produce, food that then can be prepared. So if you are wanting to give towards just ensuring that folk who really need food, need a meal in this freezing cold weather, then I would ask you to help financially and to put into the City Love account and reference Plain School Soup Kitchen. And again, we will make sure that what you give is used towards the needs that are presented. The other way that you could possibly help with the soup kitchens is if you have involvement in business. Many times businesses, you know, the food is expiring on the shelves and literally they want, they want places that they can give what they will eventually have to dump if they can't give it. So if you have those sort of contacts, please won't you come and speak to us because that would be an awesome connection to make.
So those are two areas of involvement that are open to you. Awesome. Gary, if you can come share with Jesse Pads and Utenake Soup Kitchen, that'll be great. See, there's a handover happening at the back there while he's on visual. Good morning. Unfortunately, Jackie is feeling a little ill, so you have to look at my beautiful mug this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite feeling I'm missing my partner in crime. Anyway, uh, we do Jesse Pads. Um, Jesse Pads is a washable sanitary uh, drive that we do. We make them. We've got uh, two, three lovely people from our church that help us. That being Elsa and Susan and Tammy. And we just want to, to honor them today for being faithful, doing that and, and helping that. Because these pads are given away for free. There is no charge. Because the minute you put a price tag on them, the people that need them, well, they can't get them. So these pads are given away. They, they, they go as far as Uganda. They go to Zimbabwe. They go to Lesotho. And... It's, it's also about fighting period poverty. I'm sure we've all heard that, that, uh, that saying, that a lot of girls don't go to school for seven or eight days because they are, they are sick. And we need to change that, that mindset that you need to get education, just like Shelley interrupted earlier, to get kids educated. Because people are falling by the wayside because of lack of education, and, it, and, it, and it's very sad. So the pads are given away. We make them. We, to, to make them, we need donations of, what we'd like, donations of material, practical help actually making the pads, cutting them out. There's so many areas of that, that, that where you can get involved. The ladies on our Wednesday ladies that actually help make the pads as well. We do a, a Bible study with them now because also, as Shelley said, <laughs> we need to, or actually it was Jonah, we need to give them the gospel as well. So in the mornings, we do Bible study. We use the Discovery Bible study. And so we've got Corsa ladies, Afrikaans ladies, English ladies. So we have to read the scripture three times at least in everybody's language so that everybody gets, and then everybody shares and they share in their own language. So there's translations. So it, it takes a, lot, a long time. But it's marvelous to see how God's word speaks into the hearts of these ladies. And we've come a, a long way. We've come on about two, two and a half years. We've been busy with these ladies. And so there's a level of trust and a level of op openness that has been developed. And a, a great level of trust, which I think is also very important. And the way they share, and you get a glimpse of their lives at home, which sometimes when you think we're having a hard time, you look at them and you go, I'm styling. There's a lot of struggling out there. There's a lot of, yeah, lot of struggle out there. And then these ladies, for a small remuneration of, of a food parcel, will spend Wednesday and they will cut pads out and they will do all these sewing and it's... it's it's beautiful. The other thing we do is we've got a, a Sunday night soup feeding scheme 
for a lack of a better word, because it's not a soup kitchen. They don't come to us. We go find the people that are homeless on the streets where they are. So we find people under cardboard. We find people under these dirty duvets, torn blankets, on days like this, wet blankets. And it's heartbreaking. It really is. We can feed on a Sunday night up to 70 people. And there is a lot of, like, the Jackie would be in tears now because they come to Jack and they go, Danke, Mommy. The soap is lacking, Mommy. Bye, Danke, Mommy. We don't realize how, how lucky we are because we, we don't have to struggle for a, a bread or living under that thousand rand a month. These guys, yes, they, they've made bad choices. That's why actions have got consequences. And a lot of them are on drugs. But a lot of them are on drugs to kind of deal with their circumstances. And just as Jesus looks on, look, looks on us with compassion, you know, uh, and forgiveness, because we we're not perfect, so does he look at on the streets just as much as he loves us here in this church. Because there's no condemnation in Christ. There's, there's no partiality. There's nothing. Jesus is, he just levels the playing field. So it's a great honor for, for Jesse or for me and Jackie to partner with God in his mission field. Because the glory goes to God. It's, it's not about Jackie and Gary. It's just that Jackie and Gary, Gary's hearts were stirred and we knew we had to do something. And even though it's only once, once a week, and it's giving soup out, a 500 mil tub, two slices of bread, can change a person's demeanor. And, you know, we, we've been doing this now for the whole of the winter, and we, now we're also starting to get a rapport with these people. So when we walk in the street, I think I've got, I've, my bucket's the safest bucket in Newton, because no one will steal from it, because even though I'm not a pastor, they always say, Pastor, pastor, your bucky's safe. Your bucky's safe, pastor. <laughs> so I can leave the keys in my bucky. No one would steal it because they know this is the bucky that brings them soup. So how can you get involved? I think it's exactly the same as Shelley. You know, how does God stir your hearts? There's many ways you can financially or with, with soup sit into the City Love account with the uh, heading Jesse. Just Jesse, just straight Jesse. And then that'll help us go into the streets making pads and all the rest of it. But bless you guys. Thank you for listening to me. And I'm sorry my beautiful wife isn't here today. Bless you guys. Yeah, when we went to uh, Lesotho and we stopped at the border, we actually had one of the policemen. Gary went with us. There were a group of guys. And as we were stepping out, the, the policeman came and looked at Gary and was like, He's a beautiful man. <laughs> he was like overwhelmed by this guy. So don't look at yourself down like that. Shante, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, I don't have any fancy slides, so sorry about that. You'll have to be stuck with my face, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've just been feeling this for a long time. I have sent it to leadership, and uh, yeah, it was like, okay, you're sharing on Sunday, and it's like, oh dear. Um, but 
I just had this moment um, where God, there's two verses I'd love to refer to. It's just, you know, in Acts, when they actually, when Paul was there, that upper room moment. And it refers to, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And in Acts 20 it says, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I just thought of the word plentiful pantry. You know, I just felt like a lot of um, Gary and Charles, you sharing outside the walls. And I just felt the need of, we're a family inside this wall. And we mustn't forget that sometimes we feel forgotten inside, you know. We all feel like Christians, we're standing here, we're like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> but I just felt, you know, the vision there is more, you know, your spouse can lose their job. They can be retrenched. You can really go through a bad patch in your life and a family, it doesn't matter. And, um, yeah, and a family is ill, they're in hospital, you have new additions, like we've just had plenty new additions. <laughs> and even young adults, as they start their lives, and they just really can't do things for themselves. And, um, and then on a bonus, you know, we need to get together and encourage each other and strengthen the bonds within these four walls. Because why? We are sons and daughters. We are family. We are not just people who come together on a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Sunday. We are literally family. And, um, yeah, so how does it work? It's fully 100% anonymous. You do not have to write your name or send me a picture or your ID number. I will not vet you. <laughs> um, we would never want anybody to feel ashamed or embarrassed, but it can happen to any of us. And I just want to have that freedom. You can contact the church and they will put you in contact with me. Um, and we will see what situation you have been found in. And perhaps, you know, we never know. And we can create a way to help you in any way for a certain season that you might be going through. And um, how can you guys help? First of all, I think you've all emptied your pockets for Jesse pads and shells. So if there's anything left, <laughs> you guys, please can use City Love again. But if you can reference Plentiful Pantry, um, it does make it easier for specific needs. Um, in the hub every Sunday. So when you come have tea and coffee and you can just put some non-perishables in there. Or you guys as a life group can actually, I've got some lists if you want some ideas. And you can bring those things together, and we can maybe feed a family for three months. Um, if you can't contribute financially or bring some food, you can actually give your time. There might be an ill person in hospital, but you're working. So you can go and sit with that person, encourage them, just love them while they're going through an ill moment in their lives. You know, and even if moms stay at home moms, give kids lifts to school. If you have a business, you can offer some petrol, you know. 
those different things you can all invest. And if you have any ideas, you guys can come talk to me on a Sunday after church, what you're willing to contribute and how we can use that to help our family within the walls. Um, and yeah, I just um, want to end with uh, Matthew 25, verse 40. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. And let us know, whatever you do, you might never know. You are just doing it for God. He might be testing you, but those people are going to have a testimony that God did not forget them. And they will go and share that testimony, and we will grow our kingdom for God. Thanks, guys. Thank you to Shante, to Shells, and to Gary and, and Jackie. And can we just honor them as well, just for keeping this, the hearts of, uh, of our city alive in our hearts? Great. So we trust that more than just information, there has been a, a heart connection and just something that we can say, how, God, how can we get involved? How can we be a part of what you are doing in our city? And so I'd love us to stand, and I'm going to pray for us that as things have been shared this morning, that our hearts would be stirred to faith and to be a part of what God is doing. In 1 John 3, 16, verse 18, it says this, But this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but indeed in truth. And I pray, Father, that this would be a truth in our lives as Bay City Church, Lord, that we would be a people, Lord, that honor you by the way that we honor your people, that we care for those in need, whether in our church or whether beyond these walls. God, we want to be a people that represent you well in our city. And we want to be a people that turn the glory, not to us, but to you. That everything that we do, Lord, would produce thanksgiving to God. And I pray, Lord, that as we sit today and as we go into the week, Lord, that you would stir in our hearts how we can get involved. And I pray that, that Lord, we wouldn't just be passive about it, but we'd be active in the way that you have instructed us to. So we bless your name this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.